We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Here's your host, Bob Bender. Good afternoon, Colorado Springs. What a great city to live in. And what a great day this is. This is a good day to praise the Lord. I hope I hope you praise the Lord today. It'll make a difference in your life. It'll change your life. It'll change those around you. God inhabits the praises of his saints, and he just lives where praise is. May your life, praise the Lord, be a blessing to those around you. Well, lots have been happening in our world recently. Sandra Day O'Connor, the first female on the Supreme Court passed away. She was a committed Christian. She was a Christian. She believed in the Christian influences in our nation. Of course, we lost Henry Kissinger at 100. I didn't even know he's still alive. Legendary diplomat. He certainly helped our country in a crisis. And we've, we've kicked out George Santos from uh, the Congress. I'm glad they made that decision. The Ethics Committee found some stuff on him. We need to have the right kind of leaders at the top. So kudos for those folks making the right decision, even though it might compromise the the Republican uh, representation in the House. They did the right thing. Thank the Lord for that. Well, I tell you what, I want to minister the Word to you today. Every day I want to minister the Word I'm in 1 Corinthians 8, 1, which says this morning, it says, my quiet time, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. I've kind of, I'm a thinker. They're doers, thinkers, and feelers, and I'm a thinker, and I've got to realize it's not the amount of knowledge I have. I've been privileged to have 10 years of formal theological training, but that doesn't mean a thing if my life is not characterized by love and holiness as well, of course. But knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. So I want to encourage you to use the knowledge you have to love those around you, be a blessing to them. Lord, thanks for the day. Thanks for your blessing in our lives. Thanks for your word. Thanks for your spirit. Thanks for the power of love in our lives, through our lives, to those around us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I had to backslide to go to sleep last night because of the guest I have in the studio this afternoon, Dr. Trent Langhofer. Trent, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much, Bob. Really thankful to be here. Good to have you here, and you're at Colorado Christian University, right? What do you do there? At Colorado Christian University, I'm an associate professor in their mental health counseling program. It's part of their College of Adult and Graduate Studies. I'm also the director of clinical services at CCU here in El Paso County. So we have an outpatient mental health counseling center that serves about 200 families from this local community every week. Wow, that's great. Thank you for making a difference in our community. And again, Honored. we were just talking before we went on the air what a great place Colorado Springs is, how we are seeing a convergence Absolutely. of profits, nonprofits, churches, 
and uh, those involved in our government absolutely coming together to make Colorado Springs a better place to live. Bob, I think that's true. You know, my family and I have been here for three years. We've lived in a handful of different states, lots of different communities. And I am a big fan of Mayor Yemi Mobilati. I think he's doing a great job of trying to orchestrate partnerships between all of the above churches, parachurch organizations, for profit companies, nonprofit companies, uh, to, to enhance well being for the men and women that live right here in El Paso County. You bet, you bet. And we pray for him daily. In fact, I've got a, I've got a sticker on my personalized notebook, a mm-hmm. Yeti sticker, you know, Yeti sticker. <laughs> you bet, and I, right. you see that? I changed the T to an M. <laughs> that's wonderful. I'm going to have to do that on some of my stuff. That's, that's fantastic. Well, I'm sitting here in my OU shirt. Because that's too we, bad. We ha- hey, settle down. This is my show. <laughs> I'll right. take it where I want it to you go. Got it. Um, yeah, we had game day today at work. Okay. On Boy Financial game day, so everybody wore their colors. Praise the Lord! And they wore their uniforms and their jerseys. And so I've got uh, OU jersey on, and on the back, I can't turn around because I go away from the mic. It it has sermon on it. I noticed that sermon because there was a sermon running back at OU. Oh my about, what, goodness! Ten years ago. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so it's my seventieth birthday, and so my family gave me this jersey. That is too fun because I'm an, I love OU. I can support that. Can you dig that? I can dig that. Okay, okay. Uh, let me finish the story, Trevor. All right, I'll, I'll try to keep minute, my man. mouth just, closed. Hey, just man, listen, please, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so it, my my 70th birthday was on a Sunday. So okay. I got up and preached in this on Sunday Did morning here at Cross really? Fellowship. We're a casual, casual <laughs> group. Casual. You, you know, tra- tra- we'll get to the real stuff here in a minute. But you know the last time I wore a suit preaching in Colorado Springs? I'm interested. Is in my view of a call Sunday. <laughs> And and the former pastor said, man, you can go casual. So I haven't worn a suit since then. I love Colorado Springs. Casual Colorado. You You know, Colorado, Colorado is the worst dressed state in the union. Do you know that? Is it really? It is, man. People think they're dressing up with, they they have these shorts and hiking boots and fleece, and they think this business casual, man. Uh (laughs) You know, I've always been a suit and tie guy until I moved here. I'm wearing a hoodie. Your listeners can't see this. I know. Hoodie and some jeans today. Casual Colorado through and through. Love it. Love it. But anyway, back to my story. You bet. Back to my story. And so here I am preaching my OU Jersey, 70, because my 70th birthday sermon, because I'm preaching a sermon. And they were having a conference at the Glen. It happened to be OU week at the Glen. You're so kidding. the 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 Baptist wow. student, you know, well, all the the Christian ministry, uh, they bring about two hundred every every spring, that is neat. March seventeen. Sure, and so they chose a church to attend. So they, they come to our church, and I'm preaching oh, your Jersey you're man. Kidding. They That's to die and to heaven. That's right. <laughs> totally unplanned, totally capricious. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So uh, you mentioned something. You're LSU fan. You're LSU fan. The the LSU Tigers. Yep. I don't okay. know that there are other Tigers in NCAA football. They're not as as far as I'm concerned. So I don't need to hear anything about Auburn. Don't need to hear about Auburn. Don't need to hear about the Eagles or the Tigers. Yep. I can't. They're confused. Uh, that, they are confused. That's exactly what they are. Yep. The LSU Tigers, best team in the NCAA. We're kind of in some rebuild years after our national championship. Did I say national championship? Uh, I don't I know. That? We we don't want to be comparing because <laughs> OU has about four or five. That's true. But you know, but you Louisiana. 
You know, Louisiana is one of the dumbest states in the nation. Do you know that? Bob, that's one of the that's one of the things that I was hoping we wouldn't talk about oh, okay. on your show tonight. And Colorado, by I think second uh, because they have, that's because they have all the the football players. <laughs> that's a fact. That's exactly right. I have approach in life. I have approach in life that people are bent in about one of four directions. They're either bent toward academics, yep. athletics, yep. the arts, You're or right. the ability to make money. Uh, <laughs> Because it does seem like those are mutually exclusive. That's exactly for sure. For sure. Uh So Colorado is the second smartest state in the union behind Massachusetts and Louisiana is. Well, they are where they are. Well, let's get serious here, Trent. Absolutely. Thank you for being on my show. In fact, I'm going to go ahead right now. 844-500-WORD. Write that down because we're going to be talking about some issues because Trent, of course, is in the counseling area, the mental health area. And we'll be talking about some issues that I know will strike a responsive chord in a lot of our listeners' lives. So 844-500-9673. Write that down if you have a question about somebody you're concerned about or an issue you're uh, dealing with. They get free counseling right here, right, Trent? You want to charge them, will you? Not that it would be good or worthwhile, but I'm sure willing to give it a try. All right. We'll get some free (laughs) counseling. would love to encourage some of your listeners if I had that opportunity. I think what we're talking about will encourage them in addition to what people have specifically if they call in. 844-500-9673. How did you become a counselor? What's your story, Bob, Trent? That's we a only great have a question. minute, but what's going on with your Look, story? Man, so, everybody's story. I, yeah, Don't I, give me a 25 version, but how does one become a counselor? You know I'm a preacher, so it takes me 15 minutes just to introduce myself. <laughs> You're asking for the whole story in hey, less man, than an hour. You're talking my language. The Lord's going to have to part the Red Sea on this one, my, my friend. <laughs> let, me, let me give you an overview, and then if it feels like we need to get into any specifics, I would we love will. to share. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so uh, today, I'm a university professor, teaching pastor, published author, own a business. I'm the chairman of the board of Springs Rescue Mission. I would what love don't to you do, man? That. My soul. I'm too much. I'm doing a little too much, probably. Man, uh, you're a one talented guy. But by the grace of God, <laughs> and live in my dream life. Happily married uh, to my wife Kirsten of 17 years, three awesome kiddos. By the grace of God, they all take after their mama. Well, amen for that. You know anything Freddie. about that amen. in your family, yes, sir? Bob? Are you speaking my <laughs> language, man? Uh, but the man, yeah. I, I would love to share about the man I have been. The man I am today is not who I've always wow. been. That's all and that story. backstory is really interesting. Trent, everybody's dealing with something. And there's hope and there's help and there's healing. So stay tuned. We're going to hear Trent's story. And he's going to have some gems for you as to how we can become emotionally stable and healthy. In Jesus' name, amen. See you in a minute. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Well, welcome back, team. Welcome back, listeners. I have Dr. Trent Langhofer in the studio. We've got a caller on line one. Hang on, Michael. I'll get you in a minute. I want to let Trent unpack his story first. Would you do that, Trent? You know, I have noticed... The counselor seems like most counselors have had a journey of self-discovery or overcoming or victory in their own lives. And I think because of that, they have maybe a sympathy for people with issues. I don't know. Is that true or not? Bob, I think that's true. You know, what what doesn't kind of kill us that we overcome and, and heal from can be leveraged by God to really promote healing in other people. Maximizing your story. Uh, That's exactly right, Bob. For kingdom impact. I often think, you know, in John's gospel, 
uh, in the preamble, chapter one, verses four and five, when John says in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness mm-hmm. and the darkness cannot overcome it. How does the light and love of Christ shine into the lives of hurting people today? I think it's when men like us leverage our stories yes. and the things that we've been through and the hurts that God has healed and encourage somebody else along the same lines. Absolutely. And let the light shine on the darkness. You know, you overturn a rock in your backyard, all the creepy crawlies scurry. <laughs> That's exactly right. So we right, get the light friend. of the gospel and the light of scripture and the light of the Holy Spirit on our dark places. And I've got dark places. I know you don't have any, Trent, because you're so much like Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, and, yeah. and drive those creepy crawlies out. Amen, Bob. And become more like Jesus. Well, a couple of minutes, unpack your story there, and we'll yep, take let me try to give Michael. you. An, let me try to give you an overview here. So, uh, university professor, God's changed my life, happily married, father of three, living my dream, Bob. But um, tomorrow, actually, I will celebrate 19 years of freedom from severe drug addiction. December Man, 2nd is never my thunk it. recovery date. Man. Really wow. incredible. So at my rock bottom moment, I had escaped from a psychiatric hospital on the outskirts of New Orleans, Louisiana. Man. I was 17 years old at the time. Uh, I escaped with a young lady who told me that her family was selling her to support their drug habit. Mm. And she was very traumatized. And when she told me that, I was like, I'm not going to let you go back to that family. And so we're going to get out of here. And we broke out and lived homeless. I was an IV drug user. I'm a bigger guy. I'm about 250 pounds today. Mm -hmm. I should lose a few after Thanksgiving, probably picked up a couple. But at my lowest, I thought I had HIV. I was sharing needles with other junkies and um, weighed about 120 pounds. Just and, wasted. And Bob, A-way. wasted. Uh, wasted away. I, I have been in treatment eight different times Man. for a total of two and a half years. I I am the impossible case. Any wow. of your listeners uh, tuning in this evening, there isn't anybody you know or in your family or that you've heard about that could be worse off than I was. And there's that's, not a, that's not a, a bragging yeah. Uh, yeah. data point. There's, there's hope for everybody. If I can change and experience healing and transformation – I, I really hope your listeners get this. Anybody can change. There really is hope for everybody. Amen. That's great. That's great. That is a powerful story. And so the Lord led you then to in the mental health arena to help others. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, but when great. I when I when I surrendered my life to Christ, it occurred to me I knew how to do two things really, really well. Be a junkie, scumbag loser, or be a counseling client. Because I've been in counseling for a decade at that point in my life. And so I thought, well, maybe I could try my hand uh-huh. at being on the other side of the counseling room. Wow. Going from client to counselor. And, wow. Spiritual uh, maturity came along and educational absolutely. credentials, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I'd like to think so. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ has has matured me over the years. I, I, I hope so. And my education, I have an undergraduate degree in ministry and leadership. That Bible knowledge was so wow. critical. Foundational. To my yes. life's transformation. Yes. Trent, and, I believe the Bible is God's owner's manual. Absolutely. It's God's no. owner's right. manual. As long as we uh, apply those principles and the power of the Holy Spirit uh, using whatever format we can, it's life-changing. Well, listen, let's, t- let's take this call. We'd okay? love to. And Absolutely. we'll get back to what you have to say because I know it's important. Okay, we have Michael on line one. Matt, what does Michael have to say? What question or comment does he have? Well, I have one comment. I prefer Oklahoma State. <laughs> those, are prefer those are fighting words. Those are fighting words. Oklahoma State. <laughs> 
Keep well, talking. He's a graduate of Oklahoma State, okay. and you know which Mike you're talking to. I think it's Mike Chagru. I believe yes, that's sir. Mike Chagru. You, 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 uh, you like OSU. I was, I w- was not rooting for OSU. I already had my tickets in my hip pocket for Texas <laughs> to play Oklahoma again for the championship, the Big Twelve. But good luck to the Cowboys, Mike. Well, yeah, well, they're doing fairly well. Oklahoma's not doing too bad either, and LSU is killing it. Uh-huh. There you go, man. There you go. I like Jaden Daniels for the Heisman. I Indeed. think there's a possibility. That's right. That's right. I just wanted to uh, let uh, Trent know that I, I've worked with the people down at Springs Rescue Mission. That's wonderful. In my career, and I know it's easier for him to relate than to somebody that – Really, never really had any problems. That's with true. Drugs That's true. That's a good word. And God I, has I have sympathy for the veterans, and I want anything I can do to help them. Yep, and you are one. We appreciate that, Mike. Mike, you are a blessing, man. Appreciate your story. God has healed you of cancer, and you've got a story Hallelujah. too, bro. Yes, I do, and by golly, it is so wonderful for the short time I spent in the presence of Jesus. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. Amen. He makes a difference. Third. He makes a difference. Amen. That's, that's Amen. Wonderful. Made me a real believer. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. You matured through it. You know, God never wastes an experience. Trent. Right. If we'll allow God to use these, even these negative experiences in our lives, we become better rather than bitter. That's right, Bob. I just want to help people now. Tell them, don't be so stressed. Mm, good Get word. the you out of it. Think of God. That's right. Amen. Michael. We're going to talk about that right from the word. Well, Mike, well, thanks I'm for calling in. Alone, then, let you all speak. Thank you, Thank you Mike. Michael. Appreciate you, buddy. Love you, God man. God bless you, brother. Oh, that's great. Yeah, man. I just, I just really, really believe that if we can get people, what, what my approach is when I visit with folks is if we can somehow get healing from the past, mm-hmm. Doc, and get mm-hmm. get them help for the present. Then there's hope for the future. You're exactly. They're hopeless because right. they feel like they're helpless. But then we kind of got to go back, kind of have to dig mm-hmm. deep, don't we? Unearth some things. That's right. In their story. To help That's exactly right. Deal with it. I dealt with a, an absentee father, not d- mm. due to any. Uh, he was sick one year and then uh, deployed the next, mm. or in reverse. And so I had to deal with that father hunger, that absentee father. You know, as a teenager, it wasn't his fault, but Bob, it, you bet. I had to deal with it. Man, we all deal with something. We're all I, everybody's <clears throat> dealing with something. Your listeners need to understand they're not alone out there. And the variety of counseling you're describing in mental health, we describe, we call psychodynamic therapy. Okay where we are looking into themes of painful experience uh-huh. from a person's past that are playing themselves out in the present. Mm. And that deficit in an attachment bond between you and your father cre- creates exactly what you described, the hunger yeah. that we have to fill mm-hmm. somehow. If you don't mind, I'll share a study yeah. about yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, so the people who discovered what we're describing were two physicians. Actually, you think it'd be two mental health counselors, It's two doctors who were working in the late 1980s at the San Diego Department of Preventive Medicine's weight loss clinic. Uh And they were looking at their data and they noticed that the people who performed the best in their weight loss program were also the most likely to drop out. Which is strange. Yeah, Yeah, you would think the people who were performing best would be the ones most likely to stay in the program. So they did 200 in-depth clinical interviews Uh with the people that dropped out. And what they discovered is that... Most of those people had two adverse experiences in childhood, but almost all of them had at least one. Wow. And what was happening is those people were using food mm. to ease the pain wow. of the trauma the that they had endured yeah. Yeah. in the past. Wow. And as the weight was reduced, the pain 
began to surface. Wow. And they dropped out of the weight loss program. Wow. I bet that ha- happens with alcohol, whatever we use to, f- to fix it. Sub you know? in anything for food in that context, wow. alcohol, drugs, yeah, pornography, yeah, gambling. Yeah, yeah. The study that I'm referring to is called the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. It's an ongoing research project. Tens of thousands of participants. Really interesting stuff. Well, insight, insight. We're all dealing with something. Need to uncover it and deal with it. Listen, 844-500-9673. And you have a question regarding anything regarding mental health or emotional stability, give us a call. And we'd love to chat with you as I chat with Doc here in a moment. See you in a second. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7. The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Dr. Bob and Dr. Trent today. I tell you, we're having more fun than Christians ought to have. That's exactly right. And that's, it's, you know, people need more joy in their lives. Amen. Trent, they need more joy in their lives. People walk around, man, just praise the Lord. Get a little mm. joy in your life. That's right. It'll make a difference. Make a difference. Well, Trent, give me some insights here on uh, your take on what is going on in, in a macro kind of way. Uh, in our country, and of course, our city is a microcosm of that. I mean, 20 years ago, we did, in my opinion, uh, when I was a kid, we didn't have all these problems. I mean, 20 years ago, we didn't mm-hmm. seem to have. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Well, that's a great question. You know, I think that there have been a couple of separations happen over the last uh, century or so. And and I'll I'll go into this a, a little bit. But I think one separation was the separation of man from nature. For example... Uh, 150 years ago or 200 years ago in agricultural societies, we didn't have irrigated farmland. You know, we didn't have genetically modified seed. And so man was subject to God's created order. Mm. Your crops grew if God provided rain. Mm -hmm. Your crops grew if uh, God protected them from insects. Mm -hmm. And as technology has evolved, man at some level has been able to uh, circumvent some of God's created orders. And mm, interesting. The, the more, the more, the more detrimental and deleterious uh, uh, varieties of the development of technology are in uh, the realm of gender. You know, people who are born with one gender mm-hmm. can use medical technology to attempt yeah. to change that. And mm-hmm. so the, the degree to which, uh, chaos and absurdity uh, has infected our culture, I think has something to do with the separation of man from nature. And I think that's a technological phenomenon. And by implication, man from God. A- absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, unfortunately, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can use technology to kind of circumvent mm. God's created design. Wow. And wow. I think that's corrupted our society. Screen time. hundred percent. All this kind of stuff. Well, and, and to your point there, because we are living in, in such a technologically saturated yeah. world, uh, social media is a great example of that. Yeah. We can we can craft or construct our identity mm. to, to our own desire. Yeah. Well, influenced by others around us. A hundred percent. To a mega degree. And unfortunately, instead of influenced by God. So I think, I think that's a big piece mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. we're, what we're dealing with yeah, here. Yeah. And I think the next iteration of that is the separation of function and form. So our function is specific in certain contexts. Mm-hmm. But over time, we have learned to adapt or adjust how we function so that we can kind of adapt or adjust ourselves 
to our own pleasure or devices. And the new no, new cultural norms. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think these are really manifesting themselves wow. on the front lines. And, and we are entering into an age, and Carl Truman in, in his book, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self, published this idea. Uh, it's an age he would call the age of the psychological ethic. Mm. Anything goes or what? You know, so, or what yeah, Bob, what he's talking about is the rise of the importance of feelings, mm-hmm. yep. which yep. is really toxic. Yep. Sure. Just, and sure. that sounds strange for a counselor to say, because I live in a world where where I'm trying to help people feel yeah. good. It's like we were just yeah. talking about. But yeah. uh, while psychology does suggest that feeling good is important, our culture seems to be abiding by the idea that feeling important, uh, that feeling good is a right mm-hmm. and yep. that whatever feels good to you, mm-hmm. it, which is a relativistic, uh, philosophical idea, relativism, exactly. yeah, yeah. whatever feels good to you yeah. is what you're entitled to. It's your wow. right. Wow. And so, Bob, if I am unwilling to acquiesce to doing what makes you feel good in alignment with what we might call the psychological ethic of our culture, then I'm committing violence against yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. And this has led to the deepest dissatisfaction, most profound agony mm-hmm. and isolation. Yeah. I think we have known in the last hundred years, maybe yep. hundreds of years. Yep. And you add to that to break down of the family. I'm sure there's stats that sh- they're showing breakdown of family. Absolutely. And, and if a family member is unwilling to acquiesce to what someone else in the family is saying, this is what mm-hmm. would make me feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm criminalized and there's a fracture in mm-hmm. our attachment bond. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. unfortunately, what makes a person feel good probably ends in catastrophe and calamity. Most of the time, nobody knows that better than me, mm-hmm. a former addict. Mm-hmm. I, I thought what doing what made me feel good was mm-hmm. the way to freedom. Mm-hmm. And I found my way into the most impossible to escape prison as fast as you can imagine uh and was miserable yep yep comes to bite us i think so and and you know it's it's never it's seemingly is rarely uh for instance if i were to someone commit a sin you know it's not that god slaps you right there you know what i mean right these things develop and later on it's just insidious it is and it bites you later man it's exactly right. Some of the natural consequences for our sin are longer term yeah, yeah. and almost unbearable. Yep, yep. And that's unfortunate. Yep. Sure. Sure. Yeah, we need to realize it. Well, how, what, what are the tools you use to help people? Okay. I come to you for account, whatever issue we get an issue in a moment, but whatever issue I have, uh, what, what's your approach? How would well, you help great. me deal with excellent question? An issue, whatever it is. And, and like I said, you know, as a, as a clinician, I really am uh, focusing my career on improving people's overall well-being, and emotions are a part of that. Yeah, we so, want them to be emotionally healthy, absolutely. along with being physically healthy. Physi- Obviously, physically the healthy, root is right. spiritual, but I, I it's believe a, the root a holistic is spiritual. approach. That's exactly yeah. right. And so counselors use words to prompt and promote change and transformation and healing in clients. And the, and the Bible uh, uh, really clarifies that this is a valid approach. Proverbs says the power of life and death is held in the tongue. Words right. are powerful. When God creates the universe of the ways he could have created it, he used words. He spoke it mm-hmm. into existence. And I think our culture at, at times overstates the degree to which narrative can be transformational, but the Bible does teach that narrative is a feature of change and healing. So words are important. I'm interested, Bob, in my change approach in first exploring pain from the past. Mm-hmm. Got to. Um, yep. And, and 
it, that has classically been called insight. Mm-hmm. So psychodynamic therapy uh, is kind of the model that I use there. And I think this aligns with the story of the Apostle Paul from Acts chapter 9. So Paul, the, these, these could go as far back and often do family of origin issues, unresolved think, conflicts in the family of origin. That's usually what I'm that's usually what mm-hmm. I'm referring to. Yeah. And I think that our attachment experiences early in life come to bear very heavily on our attachment behavior later in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That speaks, I think, to parenting better, parenting well, being, having, the, having the insight to know being engaged these with are your kids, nurturing well, affirming them. These are crucial ages, years, years in the lives of our children. Yeah, speaks to the. I know it's a formidable task, it but is. as a parent, help me here. Okay, I recognize their home of origin issues as a parent. How how can I mitigate that? You bet. One of the things I think that's most important most important for parents to do is let their kids know that their children are loved and they're proud of their kids just because they're them, not because of what they do or have to offer. And if That's a parent good. can really speak to a child's sense of self in loving, validating ways, I think that's the number one most critical thing parents can provide. Finding their love language. Uh, you're talking identity, I think. That's exactly that's right. Identity. I, in, the, in the scriptures, when Jesus is baptized in Matthew chapter 3, God yeah. identifies him. Mm-hmm. This is my son whom yeah. I love. Yeah. In him I am well pleased. I, that's, the, that's the same approach I want parents to take with their kids. Affirming. Affirming atmosphere of health a- atmosphere in the home. of health, Bob. That's exactly right. And you're a very insightful, wise man. You've been working with families uh, twice as long as I have. But you're you're hey, saying I'm not that it just old, right. Buddy. Come on now. Well, I know I look your, your old. listeners can't see you. you okay, you're, okay, you're, I'm, I'm seeing the there. I'm okay. seeing the age. Hey, man, the wheelchair's over here in the corner. <laughs> right. Come on, that's where it is. I wondered where you were hiding that thing. <laughs> uh, Bob, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, we want to help you as a listener, and we're going to get into some issues the next time you join us here in a moment. Trent, thanks for joining us, buddy, and look forward to tapping your brain and mind and heart further here when we return. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7 The Word. Thank you, Chuck Swindoll, for being our advocate. I am a believer in 100.7 The Word. You get encouraged here. You get edified. And in our show, we even have a little enjoyment, Trent. <laughs> We're enjoying ourselves. I hope I hope our listeners are. <laughs> I hope so. More fun than a barrel of monkeys. Where'd that <laughs> come right. from? I never know where that idiom <laughs> came from. But anyway, well, Trent, what is, what's one of the great, the, the most common issues you're dealing with? When, what's the answer? That's a great question. And counselors are dealing with all different types of stuff. Mood disorders like depression, anxiety, yeah. behavioral disorders like substance abuse. Suicide problems. ideations. Yeah, Suicide yeah. ideations. Yeah, yeah. And in our specific community, that, yeah. that's a major problem. News week in 2016 said this community had the highest teen suicide rate in the nation and our uh, county coroners uh, recently uh, collaborated on an article in our local paper that says we're uh, we are uh, about to breach that threshold again yeah yep. well i have a thought on that it used to be plano texas it, it seems to be trent in the middle to upper uh, educational and uh, financial areas. Been, they don't have these problems in South Chicago, is what I'm saying. Too, yeah. too, too busy dodging bullets. Mm-hmm. So if we can somehow, my, and I'm not, you're the expert, but where's the resiliency, Trent? Where's the resiliency in our young people? Bob, you're exactly right. And I think that's kind of where I would go. To answer your question, What what is the thing we're most 
uh, diligently working on yeah. as mental health professionals right. in this community. I would say identity. And e- expressed not, in some what ways? Like yeah, the, the, I, not necessarily in terms of gender dysphoria, although I think that's a part of the discussion. But on a broader scale, I think people in the United States, maybe more than ever, are really wondering who they are. Where does their identity come from? Mm-hmm. Where is their sense of self wrapped up? But people really are struggling with that. Mm-hmm. And I think the symptoms of that are all those things I mentioned, depressive disorders, anxiety disorders, mm-hmm. substance use disorders. And I, I, w- I would like to say this, any place we wrap our identity other than the Lord Jesus Christ is going to disappoint us, if not harm us greatly. And you know, that could even be ministry. You're exactly right. I've worked with lots of pastors. Success in ministry. That's been one of my tougher struggles. That's exactly right. When things are, when I'm succeeding, it is so easy to disentangle my ego, my sense of self Mm -hmm. from Christ Mm -hmm. and wrap it up in my career, the counseling work that I do, the teaching work that I do. The W's we get, yeah. Bob, that's right. And and none of that is Trent's. Trent's responsibility. Mm-hmm. God gets all the glory. It's him opening doors. It's him equipping me to do the work. But it is so hard to not think, well, but Trent's doing a little bit. Yep. Hey, I think the folks ought to be on, be faithful, not be fruitful. Hey, amen. Fruit That's comes exactly out of right. faithfulness. Outcomes are God's domain. Process yep. is ours. We got to be faithful. He'll, he'll grant good. the increase. Good. What I tell pastors is, hey, you're responsible for your depth of devotion to Jesus. He's responsible for your breadth of influence. Amen. You know, you're exactly right. Simon Peter said, thou art the Christ and I am but a man. Amen. Sometimes we get those things confused. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right, Bob. You know, I, I don't know why this scripture came to mind, yeah. but life is hard. Life this side of heaven Amen. is going to kick our tails. Life Life is not fair. It's not fair. But Jesus is Lord and God is faithful. Amen. We just hang in there. We got to hang in. The disciples in John chapter 6, Jesus yeah. gives a tough teaching on um, uh, communion. Yeah, I know where you're headed with this. Keep they going, start buddy. leaving. Yeah. People start to desert him. And that was a it. tough teaching. I love where you're headed. And he looks at the 12 and he says, are you guys going to leave me too? And yeah. Peter looks John at 6, him. John 6, That's exactly right. Says, Lord, where else are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. I love we have it. seen and know that you are Christ. The Lord. That, that's what that repeat is. That. That's worth repeating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesus looks at the 12 and says, are you going to desert me too? Are you going to leave too? And Peter looks at him and he says, this is just so beautiful. This has encouraged me yeah. so many times over my life. Lord, where else would we go? Yeah. You and you alone have the words of eternal life and, and, and abundant life. And that's right. I guarantee you, buddy. When somebody's on their deathbed, they, they don't want you to quote Sartre and Nietzsche. No, they don't. Matt, Bob, that's exactly. I want to know who has the words of right, eternal life. Right, right. In life and in death. And that's exactly right. Well, the right. verses I use in counseling, I know it's a little bit lengthier, but I go to, I, I go to Philippians 4. We're four, yep. four, rejoice in the Lord always. Amen. Say rejoice. What What's your attitude, your heart posture? Let your forbearing spirit be known to all men. Hey, hang in there. That's right. Patience and perseverance. Hallelujah. You know, this too shall pass. That's right. And then I get into verse six, be anxious for nothing. Hey, call upon the Lord and with thanksgiving, let your request be made on, take it to God Amen. and the peace of God. Passes all, all under comprehension. Understand. Will guard your heart. That's the word Hallelujah. for umpire. God, That's the right. sp- peace of God will guard your heart. And then whatever is true, think on these things. That's think right. on these things. It's a man. Life is lived between the ears. That's right. And there's so much mental noise we've exactly got to deal right. with. And then Paul says, the things you have learned, practice these things. Hallelujah. Put it into practice. Amen. So I've got a question for you twofold. Number you one, bet. what are the verses do you use? And number two, 
is the and we got to wake up to the woke culture, by the way. We, we got to wake oh, up to the goodness. woke culture. Man, it is frog in the kettle time. That's right. And we've got to stand strong. There's position and posture. That's we right. We don't have to be angry. You're exactly but right. But we have to stand strong, stand firm in a posture of love and understanding. Amen. That's my mantra. I think that's wonderful, Bob. But anyway, uh, what what other verses do you use, and and uh, how how do you you talk about Jesus is our identity? How do, how do we di- dive right. into that? How do we put that into practice? Jesus is our identity. Um, the first thing in my process, there are four steps. Okay. And if we're going to talk about how to find identity in Christ, here are the four steps okay. I think that are important. The first step, and I'll go through these quickly, and you just pause me if I need to elaborate or you want to jump in, is attachment. I'm going to use four words that start with A. Hey, preacher ease, yeah, man. You know preach what I mean? On, you're, you're expository in <laughs> Philippians 4. I'm going to be more topical in okay. mine, jumping around. Attachment. The first thing we've got to do is surrender our lives and will over to God the Father by the grace of Christ the Son. Amen. I like Matthew twenty seven thirty two. there. You guys okay. will know the verse if you don't know the specific reference. And they compelled him, Simon of Cyrene, to carry the cross. Mm-hmm. And when I teach this, Bob, it's not that Jesus could not have carried his cross. Mm-hmm. He resurrected Lazarus from the dead after yeah. he'd been in yeah. the tomb for yeah. four days. He, he could have healed strength. himself. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus allows himself to stumble under the weight of the cross, to okay. demonstrate for us that there will be times in life we cannot carry the weight of what we're dealing with in mm-hmm, life, mm-hmm. and we've got to have help. Okay. That help starts with Jesus, okay. and we begin that process through surrender. Okay. okay. So after that first step of attachment, I like the idea of acknowledgement. Okay. This is a past-focused step where I kind of review the things that I've been through in life, and I acknowledge what has hurt. I mean, hey, there's a reason why they're coming to see you. That's right. Life hurts like <laughs> yeah, we were just talking yeah, about. Let's find out what it is. You can't do this on your own. You've got okay. to attach to God. you got to acknowledge what's happened. And I like the, the idea. The issue? That's, is that yeah, is dealing with the issue I think, I think that's dealing with the pain that okay. prompted the issue. Okay. And I see issues that we deal with in life, depression, anxiety, behavioral disorders, struggles with identity. Mm-hmm as rooted in earlier life pain. Mm-hmm. And some of the woke culture in, our, in my field pushes back against me on that. And like Trent, people who have identity struggles may not have any pain in the past, and I haven't seen any. Yep, yep. Um, and I like John eight thirty two here. Oh, wow. Jesus Good. says, then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And so I want, I want people I work with to attach to God the Father by way of grace, of the of of Christ the Son, and by the way, my definition of grace is is the uh, the desire and ability to do God's will. Amen. God's grace is there for you. There's no temptation taken you can't it's overcome. Not and that word right. temptation stands for trial as well. That's Tap right. into the grace Hallelujah. of God. That's right. Okay. So that's the first step. Okay. That attachment to God the Father through okay. Christ the Son and His grace. The second is acknowledgement. Be candid to God in prayer about what happened and what you're dealing with and a trusted other. Could mm-hmm. be a pastor, could be a lay professional, we need each could other. be a professional counselor. We gotta have each other. Third step mm-hmm. in my process after acknowledgement is acceptance. Mm-hmm. This is interesting because I mean this differently than I think the word implies. We have to accept God's truth about us and we have to adopt his framework for seeing life and others mm-hmm. and him. And and I like Acts chapter 9, verse 18 here. The Apostle Paul's on the road to Damascus. He's struck b- blind by Christ. Uh-huh. And Christ says, go find a man in, in Damascus yeah. named Ananias. He'll pray for you. And Paul does just that. And Ananias prays. And afterwards, Acts nine eighteen says there were something like scales. They're finding somebody. Eyes. And then finally. And afterwards, he received his sight. And then your fourth step. Fourth step, actualization. That's leveraging what you've been through. 
to help others with the same Let thing. Let God use your story. Hallelujah. Well, Trent, thanks a lot. You're a rock star. What, final word, real quick, though, what would you say? There is hope, there is in, hope. Jesus, there is hope in Jesus, no matter what. Amen. Love it. Y'all have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. The God I serve knows only how to triumph. 100.7, The Word.